For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. ED. Yo. True or false? The Niners false. will have a new starting quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get it out. Couldn't even get it out. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champ Eric Davis. I am Rashawn Haylock. And, well, it's that time of the year. And, of course, uh, rumors are flowing. Who's going where? Who's doing what? What's going to happen? Um, obviously, big rumors uh, involving the 49ers. We will get into that unless you've been uh, just out of touch. Um, you, Of course, you heard about the Tom Brady stuff. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about Jimmy Ward, you know, and it's according to, you know, a lot of reports out there and, and even maybe Jimmy himself um, looking more and more likely like he may not be back. Um, and he actually had a big endorsement for one of his secondary mates. We'll talk about that as well. And then uh, we'll get into some trade discussion as well. Maybe even touch a little bit on the combine. But if you were with us last week, you kind of know how we feel about the combine. So that might be as much as we touch on it right there. Um, ED. Yeah, man. Tom Brady to the Niners, um, apparently is getting legs. It's becoming a real thing. Um, right now, I guess Brady's on vacation, so he said he's he's not going to not going to get into it, not going to discuss things. Free agency doesn't start until March 18th, but there's a little window there prior to in which teams can talk. I believe that begins on the 15th. Um, but apparently, apparently this is what's going to happen, right? Brady is is going to come to the Niners. He's going to be their starting quarterback. Meanwhile, Niners get up under uh, Jimmy G's contract, Scott Free, uh, and he returns to, to play with old Belichick out in New England. Um, so much of this to break down piece by piece. I, I think the first, the first thing about this is – I guess where there's smoke, there's fire, right? And this thing, no, not this, necessarily. This thing, you don't think so? I, I mean, you know, sometimes it's a vape pen. There's no fire. <laughs> a vape pen. Okay. Well. Okay. Well, if you're I'm jo- just trying, I'm just, I'm just trying to point out that there's not always fire when there's smoke. That's all. So, okay, when John Lynch was at the combine. He talked about Jimmy G. Shanahan talked about Jimmy G. as well, saying that he was the quarterback of the now and the future. They're hoping to build uh-huh. with him, right? Uh-huh. Is is that enough for him to address? Like, was that just throwing it out there to address any necessary rumors that should come that may potentially come up? Or is it the fact that since that's already happened and after that, now this Brady news has started to come about, should he have come out and and addressed it and or said something? Well, he did. He said he's the quarterback of the now and of the future. Uh, and what that means in football terms 
is that this is our guy unless someone makes us an offer that's too good to pass up on. And that goes for every single player. But he he answered the question when asked, because of all of this, how do you feel about your starting quarterback? I don't think he straddled the fence by saying, this is our quarterback today, and this is our quarterback tomorrow. That's that's the answer to that question. But this is before the Brady rumor started to circulate. Uh, no, but but what I'm saying that's that's the answer to that question. So that question has been answered. We have our quarterback now. As far as and like I said, that goes for any player. Uh, if someone came in and made a ridiculous offer for George Kittle, he's gone. If someone makes a ridiculous offer for Sherman, he's gone. It, it, that's that's football. There there is no such thing as an untradeable player. I know. I played with Joe Montana. He got traded. He did. There's get no, traded. there's no such thing, no such thing. So, uh, and you can look at it, and even in their primes, there's no such thing as an untradeable player if if you have the correct offer for it. So, but a, as far as them showing confidence in their guy, they did that. It's been done. So the rest, the rest is just that. It's just speculation. It's that time of year, um, and that's always the great story. And, you know, and the funny thing about it, and I, and I said this, I said this on uh, on air, uh, everyone is, the, the questions, it's the wrong questions being asked. Has Brady been a better quarterback than uh, Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. Is Tom, is Tom Brady a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. That's, those aren't the questions. The question for the 49ers is, will Tom Brady be a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo? Will he be? And that's a question that I'm not certain he will be. And I think for from the 49ers perspective, from if you are if you are sitting there and you are the general manager, if you are the head coach of the 49ers, have you how how do you think this guy is going to perform in a different system? Brady's played in one system. I don't know if he can run Kyle Shanahan's system. I do know that Garoppolo can. I do know that Garoppolo has years under his belt. And if you put both of those guys in camp, I know who's taking first-team snaps. Garoppolo. He can run the offense. Tom Brady has to learn it. And then I I have to see if he can execute it. I know Garoppolo can, and I know I can build off of what Garoppolo's already done. Tom Brady, if, if Tom Brady came to the Niners today, he's the backup. He's got to be the backup because he doesn't know the offense. So, so that's what I'm saying. People are asking the wrong questions. It doesn't make sense to go and get this guy uh, because then you're going to have to find another quarterback. You're still going to have to find another quarterback regardless because the only thing that would happen would be the, the, on, the only way it would be a good deal is for you to win a championship. If you win a championship, then everything was worth it. I don't care, I don't care who you get rid of if you win a championship. It's worth it. Uh, but – you you have to win a champ, not get there. You because Jimmy got you there. You got to win a championship. So so all of the talk and all these things I, moving forward, I I don't think he Tom Brady is not the best quarterback if he leaves New England because he's now learning a different system. And you think about the great quarterbacks you've seen through the years. Which what who's the great quarterback that you know of? The Hall of Fame talent. 
the the you know that iconic quarterback name. Tell me one that played in more than one system. Yeah, that, that's 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 tough. I mean, most of those guys kind of they're 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 linked. They kind of stay around with you know one guy or or even if a new even if they change teams, they kind of. Well, how about Peyton Manning? Right, I feel like he kind of. Did he take no, his Peyton, system no, with no, him Peyton, to Denver? Peyton Manning took his system to Denver. Okay. Absolutely. Peyton Manning didn't go learn a new offense. They The, the other guys learned They adjusted offense. to him, right? Well, yeah, I mean, so, I, I, that, that's the fascinating thing because you're, you're talking about a guy who is 42 years old, will be 43 before the start of the season, um, looked like maybe he took a step back last year. But I know at least on, on this show, a lot of the conversation last year was about him, about about 2019 possibly being his last season, right? Now all of a sudden there's uh, a, a recharge and he's looking around and, and trying to find another place to go, whether that be with the Niners, whether that be with the Chargers, which is looking more and more unlikely because – if you listen to anything that Anthony Lynn has to say, he wants someone who can move, and and Brady certainly doesn't fit that mold. Um, and then there's the whole Tennessee Titans thing with with you know Vrabel being a former Patriot and 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 someone that that Brady has a relationship with. This it's it's interesting from this standpoint to where, well, one I don't think it's a good move, like at all. Um, cause for, for big reason being, you know, one of the things that you mentioned, right? Like he has to come in and learn an entirely new system. And like, I don't know that for, I mean, these things obviously take time and, and I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure that Brady would even want to do that. I mean, I know he's entertaining a lot of this stuff right now, but I'm not sure that at this, at this stage that his, at this point of his career, is this something that he really wants to just you know, go head first in and, and, and learn a new system and dive into it from that perspective. You know, you know what? Let me, you know what? Let me jump in right there. More importantly, if you're the head coach, if you're the offensive coordinator, would you want Brady to even learn a new system? Would would you would you want to take the chance of him not being able to be Brady if you're going to bring him in? Which means you're going to want him to stay in that system. I, I don't know if I would want him to try and learn a new system because he's been great. I, I, you, you know what I mean? He, he's been next level in this one for, you know, 15 plus years. Why, why would you want to do that? You know? Yeah. And and so th- there's that there's that whole aspect of it. Um, and then there's also the fact that I don't know that I really buy the like people talk about, oh, well, you know, last season. Oh, he didn't, you know, he he didn't have the support. He didn't have the weapons, this, that and the other. Um, I don't I don't know that I don't know that I buy that, you know, like like I'm not like I I don't I don't know that that like I don't I don't know that I'm a huge subscriber of that. I mean, I know I know Gronk was gone, obviously, but Edelman, of course, was there. They had Josh Gordon there for a long time before they ended up trading him. Um, They ended up picking up. They ended up picking up Sanu. Like I don't like I don't I just don't subscribe to that narrative that he just did not have the support he just did not not have the players the talent around him because we've we've seen Tom Brady play with and win with less. Oh uh, well, you know what? That, that's funny. That, that that's the part of the narrative that always cracks me up when people decide that they feel a certain way. And by people, I mean you know the talking heads when they feel uh, they decide that they feel a certain way about a player. So back in his prime. 
Tom Brady was the quarterback that was elevating the play of everyone around him. He didn't have a supporting cast, but all of and, you know, and, and Joe Montana, they named these other guys. Well, he got to play with Jerry Rice and he got to play with this. And Tom Brady doesn't play with Hall of Famers and, and he doesn't play with uh, all pros. And I was like, guys, yes, he does. Like, OK, now the difference with Joe Montana is is that Joe got to play with the consistent guys because they stayed on the team. So he had he had the Pro Bowl All Pro Jerry Rice with him all the time, and John Taylor, or or you go to Brent Jones the tight end position. He had that, but you look at Tom Brady. Yes, it was a different name because Belichick got rid of guys all the time, but his receivers were going to the Pro Bowl. His tight end was going to the Pro Bowl. Now you, the names may change over the years because they keep bringing guys in, but they always brought in good players because they weren't there year in and year out other than you get an Edelman or something like that, a Welker, people then with the Welkers and the Edelmans, then now you associate them with the Patriots. But he always had that. Now that he's getting older, they're like, well, he had a bad year and and he couldn't. It's because of the talent level around him. You just touched on it. He's always been able to elevate that talent. They've always been able to play well. So that should be another sign that Brady's not Brady. And then one last thing that I have to say, if you think about it, if you are the 49ers and as I said, everyone's tradable. If you get this deal too good to be true, we all know that Kyle Shanahan um, likes calling plays. We all know that Kyle Shanahan has an offense that he's designed that seems to be pretty innovative and it's giving defensive coordinators a difficult time. Wouldn't you say so? Absolutely. Okay. So if you bring Tom Brady in, as I've already stated, he's not going to be better than Garoppolo running your offense. He's going to have to learn the offense. So the only way he's going to be better is for you to switch the offense over. And you run, um, you do the a la um, um, Peyton Manning thing when he went to Denver. You adjust, and now the other 10 guys in the huddle, you're going to learn Brady's offense. Doable, right? That's all doable. But guess what happens? A couple years after Tom Brady leaves, Kyle Shanahan is starting back over from day one, reteaching his offense. Guys, let me tell you something. Everyone always talks about learning a new playbook. Do you know the most difficult thing in football when you switch teams? I've done it. I've learned different defenses and, and all these things. I've played in four or five different defenses. And everyone always talks about you know the offense and how hard it is. But defensively, it's the same thing. It's learning a, a new language. Uh, but the hardest thing is not learning the new playbook. It's forgetting the old one. Mm. That's the hard part because there's only so much you can do on a football field. But when the terminology, especially when there's similar terminology, but they have different meanings. So you can get a call and you hear certain things and the brain is going to go back to that memory because it's, you know, it's been etched in stone in your head that this is what that means in that situation. And you have to flip that and forget all of that. So that's what Kyle will go back to. So you bring in you bring in Brady. The guys that you're bringing up, so so the snaps that Adebo Samuels just got in this offense will mean absolutely nothing. The, the snaps that Bourne has gotten the last couple of years and starting to develop into the player that he's, he's developing into, they mean absolutely nothing. He started from scratch. 
you're starting. You're star- All these guys are starting from scratch. Not only are they starting from scratch for this upcoming season, the minute you decide, well, Brady actually is going to retire now, you're starting over with a whole new offense because that's not Kyle Shanahan's offense. And that's not the, that's not the offense that he's going to be successful with. That's not the offense that got him co- coordinator spots. It's not the offense that got him a head coaching job. He would literally be learning how to adjust and how to figure out how to run someone else's offense, and he's not going to be good at it. Yeah, because he has, he, he has to learn that as well, and he has to figure out you know the, his, nuances, his, of the nuances of it in order to be an effective play caller. Absolutely, there we go. So 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 now, if anyone's every everyone listen to us, that right there should end the discussion for you. Just if you just look at it that way, that's why I said from the start, no. No, I put out a tweet, and you know, and I'm, I know you saw it. I, I was like, that would be the most gangster move ever <laughs> for him to get a number two, decide, like, wait a minute, it's not time. I can still win with Brady, but I can't pay Garoppolo. I'm going to let him go off. I'm going to get a number two. I'm going to draft a player that I need with that two. I'm going to let him go out. Oh, look at this contract he had. Now I'm going to trade back for him. I'll give them back the two. Okay, let's let's just see. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll give him a little bit more because I've always said if that's your quarterback that you think is your championship quarterback, you give up whatever, give up a one, give up two ones if you're going to win a championship. Yeah, you're going to make that trade back. Now he has playing time. He has confidence. He's taking a team to the Super Bowl. I know I can win with this guy. I'm going to trade back for him. That would be the most G move in the history. Of football, there is no way Belichick thought that through. There's no way he planned that. <laughs> there's there's no way that that can go down. So everyone needs to just let it go. That's not going to happen. Nor do I see the 49ers trading Garoppolo anywhere. Because this is the part that, that everyone loses sight of. It's very, very difficult to win football games in the NFL. That we agree upon. It's very difficult. Most don't know how hard it is, but it's it's a very difficult thing. I, I think people can believe that. When you find a quarterback, you don't let him go. Teams look every year. We just had, you know, the, the combine is going on. They're always talking about this crop of kids. Well, all these quarterbacks we're talking about, we're having this Brady discussion. Why? It's hard to find a quarterback. When you have one that does nothing but win, he's taking you into the playoffs. He, I always said he had to do something. He is officially the franchise quarterback. He has done something for the franchise. He is the franchise quarterback. Why would you trade that away? Why would you cut that? Yeah, what, I, it, it, how, just, yeah. it, it, it doesn't make much sense to me. Um, I mean, it... it the, the the only way I can I can kind of see this is kind of how you mentioned it like, and you don't know this to be fact or not. I mean, you're just taking a chance, right? But I think about Masai Ujiri, right? We're we're big basketball fans, right? And and mm-hmm. Masai, the year before last, Masai went for it, right? He he traded the crown jewel of the franchise, you know, someone beloved up there in Canada, Demar Derozan, traded him for Kawhi Leonard, basically for a one year rental knowing that he probably wouldn't come back the next year. Um, changed his head coach, who, who was the reigning head coach of the year in the NBA, uh-huh. and, and and went like he went for it. 
he he pushed all his chips to the middle of the table like I, I'm going for it, and he did, and and he won, and the gamble yep. paid off, and and and, yes. it, and it won, and and that that's the only way that I can see if 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 Lynch somehow adopts a a, a Masai Ujiri type of a personality and feels like this is the direction that he has to go, um. That that's the only way that that I can kind of wrap my hand wrap my head around this you know potentially happening. But um, aside from that, like I'm I'm with you in all honesty. Like I'm I'll, I'll take it a step further. Like I I I think this is great show fodder. Obviously, it's great for us because it gives us something to talk about. Um, but I <laughs> I like I really don't see like I really don't see Brady leaving New England. Like I, I think I, well, I've said that, yeah. I, I think we're I'm all getting you. played. Like I, I think I, him. I think him and like this is the most anti, uh, Patriots thing ever, right? Like I think I, I think he and Bill just got together. Like, hey, let's just you know, let, let's just let's just have some fun with this, you know. And 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 they're and and Tom's you know making the rounds and, and doing all this thing, and and now we're talking about the Patriots and all the stuff that goes on in house in New England. Like that stuff never gets brought to light and so some of this stuff is being brought to light a little bit and I think at the end of the day it's going to end up like they kiss and make up and he ends up right back in New England I, I just uh, well, well, I think we're all getting, like they're 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 playing all of us well this is something and you know you and I have had this discussion off air where I said you know there's a guy that I know that said at the beginning I mean this time last year Brady told him you know one of his one of not one of uh, you know he's a mutual he's my friend he's Brady friend Brady and I have had this but this guy told me that Brady was thinking about retiring. And I told you, once you start to talk about it, you're thinking about it. Um, and and he was even shocked when 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 he, that came out because he was like, it's something that he had never gone to it. And he, you know, the they were talking about ball and, and the upcoming season, and it went to that. I, I have also I've also said a long time I said this years ago at the NFL Network that and, and I and the reason I said it is because I saw what happened with Joe Montana and I saw what happened with Ronnie Lott. I mean, the guys that made the colors, the colors, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the guys that the guys that made them made the Niners what they are. I saw them. I saw the organization move on from them, which is why I said there's no one untouchable. And my comments years ago, this was like 2012, 2013. I, and and I, I said that I said that they will be finished with Brady. I said New England will be finished with Brady before he's finished with them. This is a situation you think, where you think so. I, you think he's come to the end of the road in New England? Well, I well no. This is this is this is what I I think New England has come to the end of the road with Brady. So Brady has to decide if he wants to retire or if he wants to go somewhere else. That's because New England is New England. What they're doing is letting him know that it's somebody else's turn. That's what happens. Remember, I told you, you don't win a job, you don't lose a job. Opportunities are given and taken. And I believe that he has been informed that it's someone else's turn. It, it may, And I saw it happen with Joe Montana. I know for a fact that with Joe Montana, it was a can't we are it's Steve Young's turn. Joe wanted to stay. He may be bothered that I'm saying this now, but Joe wanted to stay and compete for the job. And he was told, no, you can't, because we know if you stay and compete for the job, you're going to win the job. So you can't be here. And I think that's what's happening with New England. 
and I'm with you. The only place I see Brady playing, and I said it before, Belichick is back. If if there's an opportunity for him to play, he's going to play in New England. I don't see him going anywhere else. It's going to be there or he's going to walk off into the sunset. And this is not the Joe Montana situation where they own his rights and they can trade him away. Yeah. So that's that's why I think this is all a whole lot of nothing. Uh, but you know what? It it you know, like you said, it gives us something to talk about in the you know the beginning of March. I think the the, <laughs> inter, the interesting part of thing about that is with, with with Joe Steve Young was there, right? Yes. I think I think the guy was was Jimmy G, and now he's in San Francisco. So right now they don't necessarily have a guy to to turn to. No, exactly. Which exactly. which which makes me even further think that, like you just said, this is all a, a bunch of crap. Yeah. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champ Eric Davis. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And then I'm at R Haylock on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. So if you found us, keep going there. Keep going there. There it is. Um, one, one, one little – to put a bow on, on this Jimmy G situation um, – he dealt with this before, right? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different though, seeing as how now he's the starter, right? Back then, you know, he was he was he was the number two quarterback uh in New England and his name got brought up in a bunch of trade talks and people were talking about where's he where's he gonna go at some point, you know, the New oh, well, England yeah, this, is gonna trade this him. This is different. How how di- different. how different is this? Uh uh well nothing there is nothing he can do other than be a player. He should be accustomed to it. Jimmy has the luxury of growing up in a premier organization. Um, remember when Merton and I were talking, and, and Merton brought, you know, we talked about, like, we're original Niners. We didn't learn the game any other way, but understand that what they do in an organization like that, when, when you are established and, and um, the standard is set, uh, the philosophy is there, and it's a winning culture. You understand that every single day they are looking for somebody better than you. Tom Brady knows, and he's always known, that I have to come out and I got to put in work every single day. There is a standard. He helps set the standard. You know, he is he is the Joe Montana and the Ronnie Lots. You know, he, he set the standard. Like, this is how we play, and this is what we have to do every single day. So Garoppolo knows that. So now this is the first time he's experienced it as a starting quarterback. And you know what? For him, he came to an organization where, guess what? That's expected. You are expected as the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers to do what the other quarterbacks did. If you want to be considered a great one, then you have to win championships. And you have to give your team consistent, consistent excellent play and give multiple opportunities to compete for championships and you have to deliver on that so there's no i don't think there is getting your head straight i think he's already prepped for it which is why i think he's had the success that he's had which is why i think the moments haven't been too big for him i don't think the super bowl was too big for him he missed some throws he did some things against a good team at a bad time these are things that he had done all season long, uh, but it it showed up 
when you have a when you're going against another team that's capable of making plays. The Kansas City Chiefs didn't get to the Super Bowl because their defense sucked. Their defense had their defense started to play well, and people were still looking at them like the September defense. Well, they weren't. You don't have to play your best ball in September. You just need to be the best team at the end of the year, and that's what he was going against. He was going against the AFC's best defense because they had played themselves into that, and he didn't. So as far as his mental state, that should be a part of him. I think that's already embedded in him, and, and he knows to go in and prep and play and perform and get better. You should expect to see better. He is expecting better for himself and should be preparing for better. Um, so I don't. I, I'm that part of it. I'm not even concerned with. I think he's the right guy for the job. I think he has the talent to do the job because that's the number one thing people always talk about you know systems and all of that stuff you know how i am about damn dudes you ain't got no damn dudes your system don't work it just simply doesn't work um yeah, not about so, the x's and the o's it's about the jimmies and the joes uh there it is there it, it's, it's really that simple you, i mean you can have a flawed system that's just easy to break down it's like that's why the run and shoot's not in the nfl because it didn't take long for defensive coordinators to figure out how to control it that's you know that's why certain things you know wildcat all these this is why they just can't work in the league because you're dealing with you know professionals you 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 really are playing against you know every every snap you're playing against 12 professionals you got your coordinator and then the and then the other 11 on the field so guys are going to figure out what you're doing if it's too simple uh, but he's talented. He can he can get done what's done, and I'm not concerned about his psyche. Um, if you want to be the guy, pick the position. If you want to be the guy on a high end badass team, know that they are every single day looking for someone better than you, cheaper than you. That is the business of the NFL. And if you can't handle that, I, I I don't know what to tell you other than walk away. And that's just the way it is. And there's more pressure the more exposed the position is. And you don't get more exposure than the quarterback. So that's just a part of it. And I think Jimmy knows that. And he's seen Tom deal with it and, and handle it. Because remember – Jimmy was drafted in the second round. You don't just waste second round picks in this business. He was drafted in the second round to replace Tom. Guess what Tom did? Tom sent him out of town <laughs> with his play. Tom sent him. It's, it's really that simple. Tom sent him out of town. So you know what Jimmy learned from that lesson? I can send the backup out of town. The ball's in my hand. As long as they put the ball in his hand, He's in complete control. That, that's the business. Remember, opportunities are given and taken. And he's been given an opportunity to show what he's capable of. Right now, he's shown me that he can get them to a championship. I need him to show us that he can win one. That's all. Um, Speaking of Jimmy, let's switch over to another Jimmy, Jimmy Ward. Um, We've obviously been high on him in terms of the importance of him re-signing uh, with the Niners, um, in large part due to his versatility. Well, Jimmy Ward took to social media and had some advice 
for the Niners, I guess you can put it that way, saying in part, um, if you draft a safety in the first round, the two names y'all keep throwing up every other day, just know you can't use them how RDC used me this past season. Best bet is to draft a covered safety in the later rounds to get a steal. Stick with T. Moore at safety if they don't sign me back. T. Moore obviously being Tavarius Moore. Mm. And then the two names that keep throwing out that keep getting thrown out there at 31 for the Niners are Xavier McKinney from Alabama and Grant uh-huh. Delpit uh, from LSU. A lot of people think Delpit may be the best safety uh, in the class. Um and if you've if you've seen him play, um, I mean, he, dude's dude's a player. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I like I like yeah. I like Delpit a lot. Whether or not the, he's whether or not he's even there at thirty one remains to be seen. Whether or not the Niners take him at thirty one uh, is a whole nother question in itself. Um, I think I, I think if they don't re-sign Jimmy, then that gives you a, 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 an idea of what they may do um, at the draft. Um, but what, your reaction to 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 Jimmy's uh, Jimmy's post uh, on Instagram? Uh, feel good if he, uh, you know if you're a Niner fan, you should feel good about that post. I'll tell you why. One of the most important things that a really good organization, that a really good locker room can have going for it, is to being a situation to where you have vets that are willing to teach the next guy how to take their job. And what you just saw and what that post says is that I know that I have trained this guy who plays behind me to be so um, I, I have I have trained him and I have him prepared to step on the field and hold the rope. He can he can handle the standard that's been set and he's ready to move forward. That's what that says, as opposed to you going out and feeling the necessity to bring in someone, a youngster that this guy is ready to teach. You move forward with this guy because it's his time to do the job. Uh, And that's part of it. But my last year with the Niners, I knew that I I knew I, I because of the way talks were going, everything that was going on. With, with, you know, with the discussion between my agent and, um, you know, uh, D.C. and Vinny Serrato, um, I knew that my deal wasn't going to – I knew my deal wasn't going to get worked out. I, I knew it. Uh, and it's Tyrone Drakeford was my backup, and I was doing everything I possibly could to get him ready and telling him, I, like, this is going to be your spot. And, the, and you so you need to pay attention to this, and you need to get in here and study and learn and let me show you this and let me do like this is what's going on and you need to be prepared for this because you need to get you're gonna you're if you're gonna step into the number one spot that i'm in i'm just letting you know one or two things happen and if you go down the stretch for 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 the niners and the way ball was that time you were playing left corner for the niners you're either going you're either be a pro bowl player or you're gonna get cut there was no in between because you were going to be under the fire under the gun and I'm like, dude, if you're going to get this, you better learn. So that's that's what he's doing. He's teaching the next guy how to get it. Um, those names that they're throwing out, McKinney, uh, this is a safety. This this is a, a guy, first of all, safety is from Alabama. For the most part, I like. Yes. Um, I, and the reason I like them is because they are taught 
how there are certain universities that where they teach you how to play college ball. There are certain universities where they teach you they teach you the pro game. Yeah. At certain positions. Um, just the way their their defenses and offenses are structured, they teach you the pro game. Uh, Alabama is a defense. Nick Saban is a secondary guy. Yeah, he's a DB guy by trade. Yeah, by trade, and he is he is an NFL guy, um, and understands NFL ball and NFL techniques. So he knows how to utilize the college. Um, rules but he also knows how to teach nfl techniques so his players are prepared better than most to make that transition when they get to the nfl uh, so he, he he recruits and drafts the bodies that have that nfl um makeup i mean you just look around the league right eddie jackson ha ha yeah. quinn dix mika fitzpatrick uh Who I to, thought name, was, to I, name I a few mika, i thought mika was the best and i'm on record saying it when he came out i thought mika was the best player of like pound for pound i thought he was the best player in his draft i, I was i was like if, if you picked him number one overall i wouldn't have been upset because i was like you're gonna get your money's worth that good he's that good i i i just i just thought what what he the way he understands football and and the way he's capable of making plays if you know how to utilize that you're gonna have yourself a star and that's 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 what i think so now back to Jimmy Ward and what he's doing. Yeah, we're going to learn a lot by that. Um, I think there's some truth, and because people now everyone talks about free safety, strong safety, and all this stuff, they're interchangeable. Yeah, they have to be the way the game is. So you have to be able to cover if you're going to play a safety. If you're DB, you got to be able to cover in space. You're going to have to be able to tackle in space. You're also going to have to be able to drop down in the box and take on blockers and take that pounding and still make tackles and like that sting. That's what I don't know. What's the kid? Delpit from uh, from LSU? Uh, yeah. From LSU. He's a ball hawk. He's more of a ball. space guy. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I, he's a ball hawk, but I don't know if he – I don't I, – I, I, I really question his stinger. I really do. Now, a lot of it they say was because of injuries where he would, you know, miss tackles and, and um, he didn't always look like a willing tackler. Uh, you will never question that with Jimmy Ward, whether or not he's trying to turn down a tackle. Uh, so so that's the thing about tackling is want to. It, it, that's just the way it is. And you can't teach a guy how to want to run into a grown man. You, you, you can't. There's there's nothing. There's not a drill. There is not a pill. There is not a pad you can put on a guy that is going to make him want to run into another professional athlete. There's, it's, you just can't do it. So if you don't, so if, so if a dude lost his stinger, he he just lost it. And if he's never had it, you're not going to all of a sudden make him grow one. That's just the way it is. Uh, so it depends on what you want a player to do. That's what you. So you know, I've given you my theory on the 49ers safety position, how I think you can make it more effective um, because you'd be trading one for the other. I think if you brought in Delpit, yes, you, you would get more interceptions. You may get some, you may get some, some plays, uh, but you also but you may might get not get some, that downhill guy. Well, yeah, yeah. You're gonna get some breakaway runs. You're going to, you're going to, you're going you're gonna to get that, that last guy to make the tackle to where that run turned into a six yard gain. Uh, it could have easily been a 40-yard gain if that tackle was missed. 
because that safety is going to be the free guy one-on-one that that you say you have to make this tackle and offensively they're telling their guy you have to break this tackle i like my odds with jimmy that's just where i am on that yeah i I mean jimmy was obviously a a first round pick of the niners and typically you like to hold on to your guys i I think I, i mean the knock on jimmy has just been health you know, and, yeah. and whether or not he can stay on the field or not. And, and that's been an issue of his, um, you know, throughout his his, his career. Um, he, he's he's played – he's only played 16 games once. That was his second year. Um, he started all well, 13 – Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off. So, just right there with that, that has to come into the um, – until the salary yeah. consideration. But, you, I mean, you, whether whether it's here or somewhere else, that's going to be a part of the discussion. Yes, of course. Of course, so that so that's the thing about that. And even like with Armstead, I I I was listening to some things and some stuff where they were talking about Armstead's willing to take a hometown discount. Like some people, I'm sorry, no such thing. There 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 is no such thing as a as a hometown discount. Um, you are worth what you negotiate, and you are going to try and negotiate the best deal possible. Um, there is no hometown discount. Uh, period. Uh, it's it's going to be based on what what you as a player desire, uh, because this is the thing people always forget. They talk about this hometown discount. No, it's really this simple. If I say I want I, I want ten dollars to do the job, you give me ten dollars to do the job. I'm I'm going my next to last contract uh, with with the 49ers because I I did I would you know in my fourth year. You know, they were like, well, we're not going to do a deal. And I was like, okay, I'll play for the minimum. I'll be a free agent and I'll be gone. Um, You know, because I didn't like the deal that they offered. And they asked me, what do you want? So I told them, these are the numbers that I want. Now, they came later after I won, you know, defensive player of the month in October. They were like, well, maybe we should get this, this done. So they came and I said, I told you what I want. So they made that offer. And I remember Bill Romanowski. He was like, "What are you doing, man? You can be a free agent and you can make so much more money. You you had a possibility of doing this, and this was my fourth year. Like I said, my fourth year in the league, um, and this was when free agency had, free agency had just started. And I told him, I said, Bill, they asked me what I wanted. They gave me what I wanted. Now, some may say that's a hometown discount, but it. You see what I'm saying? It's what I wanted. Yeah. So if you give me what I want." I'm happy. And therefore there's so no it, need to look around or, or, or there it is. There's there, there it is. There's so it doesn't matter what another team would possibly play me pay me. So that's what I say with Jimmy. That's what I say with um Eric. If you decide that these are people that you want on your team, that goes down with Emmanuel Sander. If you decide these are guys we want on our team, okay, this is this is what you want. Let we're negotiating. Okay, this is what we, this is how close we can come to that number. Or like, like in my case, they were like, "Okay, we'll give you that." Okay, then, then what, what are you supposed to say? You know what? I know I said ten dollars, but now since you said ten, I'll take eleven. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to be happy, and you're going to go out and continue to do your job. So that's that's where all of this is, and that's what I always say about the salary cap. And guys that you want, you can find ways to work the deal out. You can find ways to give guys their money. Perfect example of that is Richard Sherman. 
you want Richard on your team. This is what Richard thinks he should get paid. How about we find a way to make that money happen? That's that's feasible for both of us. Because at the end of the day, it's the same check. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. Um, what, what about Marquise Goodwin? Um, there's there's some rumors that he could be on the trading block. I, the the hard part about Goodwin is um, you know, he, obviously he missed some time last year. Production obviously wasn't really there, um, considering all of the time he missed. Uh, he played in what nine games last season. Mm-hmm. Um, started six of them. Uh, so. But I don't, I don't know that there's much of a market out there for him when you consider, um, I mean, when you consider this may be the deepest wide receiver class we've seen in a while, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, Marquise gives you something in the return game, but he hadn't really done much or any of that since he's been with the Niners. Um, so how much he he, he can still give you in that department? Uh, remains to be seen. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how or if or or or, or, or the possibilities of, of something like this getting done. Um, he's owed, I, th- I think, ten million over the next two years. So, you know, the, the possibility to cut him could come to play if 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 the Niners don't necessarily want to bring him back. Um, but I don't know. What, like, is there a market for him? Like. Uh, well, this is this is the thing. Uh, Marquis, uh, what was his forty time? He's fast. So. Yeah, I mean he's he's a burner. Yeah, and, he, oh, yeah. and so, he's he's so, an Olympian too. He's a okay. a, a long so, jumper. Well, this is this is the thing. He's an athletic guy. He's a fast guy. All of that I get. So this is the thing that I that you that we always looked at. I remember because Pete Carroll was a big um he was a big report guy. Well, he would come in and give you a stats on guys. Uh, he was the first coordinator that I ever had that would always do that. So he he wanted his things. He wanted you to know, like, hey, this guy's 40 speed is this. And, you know, we got him clock game speed. He looks like this and all of this thing. And it was – and I remember Tim McDonald and I used to sit there and we'd be like, okay, decaffeinated. By that I mean you look at a guy and you say that this guy is world-class athletic, athletically. Okay, this guy runs a four three, four two forty, all of this stuff. I don't get four four forty. People don't realize how fast that is. You you know he's he's a four four guy, but when you start getting four three guy, four four three one, four three zero, you start getting in that four two range. And this guy isn't an all pro. I'm like, oh, then there's he's the caffeinated. There's one or two. He, he either can't catch, he can't run routes. He can't learn the offense. Mm. Something's wrong. Something's, Something's wrong there. with him. Yeah. Something's not there. So now I got to go back to Goodwin. Now we can say health because that's one thing that you can't control, but it is a part of you as a player. I need you healthy. I need you to be able to perform when you're injured. You can, you're not. You're never going to be a hundred percent. And if you can't do those things. If you can't run past people and show that athleticism when you're banged up, then you're kind of not valuable to me as a player. If you're healthy and you're doing it and you can fly and you're doing all these things and you're not making plays, then you're just a guy. You're a really fast guy. You're a really fast athletic guy. 
So I, I need to see see signs of that. So now, would you move on? Is there a market? Yeah, there's a market because there's always a coach who thinks he's smarter than the last coach. That's yeah. why you see so many players bounce around. That's why you see so many, especially at the quarterback position, because every I can fix this guy. Call, I can fix yeah, this I can guy. Fix it. Yeah. Yes, and yeah, and like you can't fix him. It's just like I said on like, defense. Like somebody, somebody's gonna think they can fix Jameis. Yes. Yes, because because yes, the talent is there. Because you see, you will see him throw a ball, and you're like, okay, we can win with that. You will see him the athleticism and say, okay, we can win with that if I can just harness that. But I, but now I'm gonna look at, and you know, you know me well enough now. I'm. It's not my feelings. I'm just looking at the tape, and if the tape shows me year in and year out, you're gonna do things a certain way. It's my Ryan Fitzpatrick deal that I say, do I like Fitz? Yes, I like Fitz. Do I think Fitz is a solid quarterback as a backup? Yes. He's a smart guy that can run an offense. He knows how to play on Sunday. He can get you through a month. Would I ever make Fitz my starting quarterback? No, because his career says he's going to give me six wins. He'll have that one year every four years, five years that he'll have a good season but he's going to give me five, six wins a year. That's what his numbers say. It's not my personal feelings. So with Goodwin, Goodwin, you're not giving me games. You're not giving me big plays. Um, there are guys that are going to try it because you have, you do have game tape. There's experience. There's something to say about that. But I'm okay with letting him go and bringing in another guy. I've just never been one that's big on drafting, um, you know, Audubon guys. And I mean, outside the numbers, offensively or defensively, wide receivers and corners. I don't think you have to draft them early. I just don't because you can, you can find an athletic um, fast kid that can play the game and you can teach him how to do the things that are necessary. I don't think you need to waste a first round pick on a guy like that unless this guy has a specific role that you need to fill that you, I, I really do there's no reason to draft a wide receiver or corner in my opinion first or second round unless you have a specific role need to fill and you see a guy that is athletically gifted enough to jump right into that role yeah and, and history also shows you that those guys don't necessarily lead you to a title right no um they're necessary. They're they're, they're necessary because you can't you can't win. You probably won't win one without them. Um, oh well, you know what? Let me put it this way: you you can probably get to one with without them. Yes, you are probably your odds are better with them. Uh, but just that you could get you could get that opportunity without them. Yes. Um, some house cleaning. To do, uh, Niners made uh, some roster moves, made them official uh, earlier this week. So uh, you got some guys coming back. You had some guys, exclusive rights, free agents. Um, five of those guys they signed uh-huh. uh, that are coming back. That's Daniel Brunskill, Ross Dwelly, E-Man, uh, Nick Mullins, and Jeff Wilson Jr. 
Um, all makes all, sense. All those guys are coming back, which means uh, they signed into one-year tenders, meaning they can't negotiate with any other team, so they'll be back next year on the minimum. Uh, and then also they had team options that they exercised on Kyle Juszczyk and mm-hmm. Kwan Williams. So those two guys will be back in Niners uniforms uh, next season uh, as well. Um, so – Slowly but surely, um, you know, this thing is going to get pieced together. Obviously, the uh-huh. off season just now starting. Free agency doesn't start uh, for another, at the time of this tape, in another 10, 11 days. Um, so, and then you got that, 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 that one little, that, that little gray area in which you can start talking to guys prior to the start. Uh, what would they call it? Legal tampering period. Legal. legal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got yeah, the, that's what it basically is. <laughs> you got the legal yeah, tampering exactly. period, which I believe begins on the fifteenth. Um, so that's a couple of days before the eighteenth, which is the official start. Uh, free agency, official start of the new uh, the new league year. Um, so still a lot to be determined, but I think we're going to get some answers here, at least in the direction that the Niners are going to go as it relates to not only this roster, but what, what their thought process could be heading into the draft um, and also um, how they plan to handle free agency. Of course, the free agency uh, questions will get resolved here sooner rather than later. Um, yeah, that and, that, right and that'll tell us everything we need to know. That'll yeah. tell us everything we need to know moving forward. Yeah. So we next week we'll 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 dive into the free agency thing a little bit more. Um, and and maybe we'll come up with a list or something. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, as as we as we start to knock on the door of free agency. Um, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find podcasts. Um, so wherever you found this one. Just just keep going back. Just keep going back to that same place. <laughs> make make a bookmark. Uh, whatever you got to do, keep 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 going there. Um, and and we will uh, we're here, we're here once a week during the off season um, to keep you guys updated and abreast upon um, things that are going on. Uh, I think that's it for this time. Oh, uh, one one note on we promised it, so I guess we'll give a note on the on the uh, the combine. What do you think about the combine, Ed? Uh, yay, <laughs> yay combine, <laughs> yay combine. So right. you, you know what, we guys, did our due diligence. That's... I I will tell you, you you know this is the thing about the combine. Like I said, you should be prepared to go there and be successful. You should know you, you're testing for the test. Uh, it's, it's, I read an article yesterday where they were talking about the, 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 uh, the offspring of all the former players that had um, gone to the combine. All of those, all of those juniors uh, um, did well. Why? Because you're prepared for the test. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. You, the, the problem with that though is it's it's not football, right? So these guys basically no. get out of football shape to get into combine shape, and then when it's time to get back into football shape, they get into a little bit of trouble. Um, and, and that's why you, I, I think that's that's part of the reason why you, you're seeing a lot of these injuries and stuff, uh, especially with these young guys coming in, um, because oh, they well, you know, yeah, go ahead. they're go ahead. preparing for the combine. They're preparing for what would you call it the 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 underwear Olympics? They're preparing for well, that. Well, you know what? I think a major part of that. I, I know what you're saying there. I think a part of that is that guys. It's not that they're that they're preparing for the combine. I think a lot of the injuries, and I've said it. I think a lot of the knee injuries, ankle injuries, soft tissue injuries, 
is because you're not playing football. You're right. It's the football movement. Uh, it's 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 one thing to run a route. Uh, it's another thing to run a route with a grown man tugging on you and pulling you and pushing you. It's one thing to drop, you know, to to work on a pass drop for protection as an offensive lineman. It's another one to do it when there's a 300 pounder that's just leaning on you. The muscles that you use and, and the way they fire, it's different. So the offseason in which these guys can't touch one another, so it, it goes beyond just the combine. In this offseason where guys can't touch each other, when you can't get around a guy, even without pads. And, and, and that's the thing. It's not, you don't need pads. I'm a big proponent of the fact that you don't need pads. I played for an organization, and we won and kicked people's butt and won championships and everything else. We didn't hit. We didn't wear pads. You don't, you don't, but we played, we, we worked at our profession and the necessary skills. We worked on those every single day, every period. There was no waste time, no downtime. And that's what guys aren't doing. So I think that has a lot to do with it. But as far as the combine, yeah, guys are, it's not football. Guys are, guys are going in and basically, you, you know, you're running test. You're running, you, you, it's, it's like, it's like that, um, like the little box drill and things the guys were doing the shuttle. I, I, I can tell you right now, if I got if I have to do a 20 yard shuttle or if I have to go side to side, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if you're running me left, right, left, right. And you know, that's what Barry Sanders used to do. And you know what happened on the plays where we actually had to do that? You go in and you say, coach, he got me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> they're like what happened on that play hey, he, hey that's Barry being Barry he got me on that play I had, did, you, did you see me did you see me go from hash to hash back to hash back to the other hash that, Barry got me on that one <laughs> and that's what, and so so those that's not football that's not the game and that's that's the stuff that that's what the combine does that you just go in and you can see if a guy doesn't belong um but I, I don't know if I if I learn anything about guys there. So that's that's the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no shame in, in, in getting caught in, in getting uh getting getting lost as a result of Barry Sanders. He was one of the best to to, to ever to ever do it. Hey um, man, you know what? One one of, one of my the last thing on on that. One of my um playing playing face One of my happy one of my happy marks of football. I never missed a one-on-one open field tackle on Barry Sanders. Really? I don't know if there are a lot of people who can say that. that might I be never short, missed. That's I never a missed really one. short list. Now you know, thank goodness he wasn't in my division and I didn't play him a whole lot. Yeah. But I never missed a one-on-one. Like open so tackle. short, like you may be the only one on that list. Um. <laughs> you, you know, you might, you might be the only one on that list. Barry, Barry was something. Uh, all these years later, we still waiting for Barry to come out of retirement. Um, he 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 was he he was truly truly dynamic. So much fun to watch. I mean, he was yeah, he was he's, uh, he was a blast. he's the best I ever played with. Now, I mean, you know, JB is JB. I mean, Jim Brown's Jim Brown, and when he stopped and talked, we all it's the EF Hutton thing. We all stopped and we all listened when JB is talking. But this is my I, I tell people I never played against Jim Brown. I played against Barry. Barry Sanders is the best running back I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it's it's kind of like I asked Emmett, I, Emmett Thomas, true story. I had, I asked Emmett because um, you know he has the record, and I said, "How long do you think it would have taken you to break that record 
if um, Barry had kept playing. Not you know, because I wasn't gonna say he wasn't gonna break it, but I just yeah. said, how long was how long did you think it was gonna? Because Barry would have said it, and I said, how long do you think it would have taken you to break it if Barry had you know not retired? <laughs> and it looked me in the eye, started laughing, and he just said, uh, "Ever." <laughs> so so outcast ever. ever 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 he, ever, he didn't ever. say forever he said ever, ever. We, he went outcast ever <laughs> oh man alright well we'll, okay. we'll be back with y'all next week um, we'll dive a little bit more into the whole free agency thing as we'll be knocking on uh, the door of free agency so we'll, we'll give you a We'll take a we'll take a, a an inside perspective on what these Niners should do from a free agent standpoint, whether it's it's their own free agents or uh, free agents uh, on the outside, perhaps maybe potentially coming in. So that's that. For my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll see y'all next week. Peace, people. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.